AlienLegacy.html is brought to you by the fine folks at the Cage Club Network. For all things movies, media, music, comics, and more, check out CageClub.me. That's CageClub.me. everybody, I'm Nico. And I'm Kevo. And this is Husbands Talking More or Less. As those of you who have already been listening know, we have been covering the Marvel Cinematic Universe mostly since the inception of this program with a brief intermission to cover the Dark Phoenix saga. But now it seems that we are caught up on all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films. So now for something completely different. It's no secret by now that you've all figured out that I love the supernatural. Not only do I love the supernatural, I love alien space monsters. And I love the strong women eternally bonded to them. There can be no franchise we could discuss hot on the heels of spending all of that time in big space alongside a strong lady fighting an alien of her own without turning to the original alien later fighty space woman person. And that is of course Ripley. Yes, Alien. Alien, the most wonderful franchise ever. The alien that gave us xenomorphs made H.R. Geiger a known commodity among horror fans. The franchise that spawned a million male rape fetishes. It is quite the experience to look at. One of the things that sets Alien apart more than most franchises is that each of the films initially had a different director and writer, which allowed them to have their own identity. Alien the First is a survivor horror film. Aliens is an action-adventure thriller. The third Alien, as you might have heard on my previous review as a part of another show on this network, is not my favorite. And no matter what you think of Resurrection, it's really of its time. The later films get a little mucky, but Alien is by far my favorite film franchise of all time. And I'm gonna be real right off the bat, it's not really one of mine. I enjoy it, and I appreciate how much Nico appreciates it, so I'm sort of here to counterbalance Nico's obsessive love of the franchise. But it wouldn't be just enough to talk about Alien. Oh, no, no, no. We need to take this a little bit further. Some of you may remember that there was a movie franchise, Alien vs. Predator. And in order to properly discuss Alien vs. Predator, I, Nico, will for the first time in my entire life watch a Predator film that doesn't feature Alien. Yes, that is correct. We'll also be covering the Predator franchise, as well as a few odds and ends, such as the William Gibson edit of the Alien 3 script, which was recently turned into a very successful podcast, as well as the continuation of the Aliens threads in the form of the games centered around Ripley's daughter, such as Alien Isolation. Now, Kevo, you've seen a lot of the Alien stuff with me, if not all of it. You've seen director's cuts, producer's cuts, theatrical versions. I have made you listen to soundtracks and scores. And here we are, staring at the beginning end of another massive production schedule, (laughs) talking about a multi-part film that interacts through multiple franchises. What do you most excited about taking a look at this franchise project in front of us? I think mostly the fact that it has spanned over 40 years, which is incredibly different from both the MCU and the Phoenix adaptations. And I love that you're bringing up the longevity of the Alien franchise, because that's not the only thing that matters to discussing this franchise. Another major component is the films that weren't made and the alternate versions of the films that were originally planned. 
fan. Alien 3 went through multiple drafts, with and without Ripley, adding her, removing her, reinserting her into alternate drafts, and the process left the film rather disjointed. Unfortunately, things aren't much better when you look at the end of the spectrum. Prometheus into Covenant is quite the discussion. Whether you love them or hate them, they are films created by the original director of Alien, though I cannot call him the creator of either the Xenomorph or the Alien franchise. Clearly, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I'm having way too much fun talking about this. Kevo, is there anything you want to say to the audience before we board the Nostromo and take off into big space? Well, I'm glad that you brought up the two different ends of the spectrum. It's going to be really interesting and fun to watch how they were able to accomplish something that became so legendary in 1979 when space franchises were still really starting to get their legs. Star Wars had just become a phenomenon only two years earlier and it was really hard to accomplish in that era versus now when CG practical special effects are so much easier to come by and yet we are so much more disappointed by the modern stories. So I'm looking forward to examining and critiquing the differences between those ends of the 40 years that Alien has existed. I'm going to refer to one of the things you just touched on as the Lucas lightsaber legacy. One of the things that makes A New Hope such a fantastic film is the raw emotion that every single actor pours into every movement. The lightsaber battles are incredible and breathtaking because they are two men throwing blades at each other through the air, as well as the subsequent films. The prequel trilogy was much more choreographed, and in that regard, you lost some of the spontaneity that gave birth to the magic of Star Wars. One of the things about the Alien franchise is early on, it was just trying to make movies that worked. Nowadays, of course, we're taking a look at Ridley Scott's grand epic vision for the idea of evolution and what it means to be a man and what it means to be a god. And as much as I have enjoyed touching on those threads, Covenant sucked, I know that that is certainly not the film that began at the start of all of this. The film that began at the start of all of this did at one point include the alien speaking in Ripley's voice while holding her head. So, you know, let's be grateful for the movies we got. All right. Well, Kevo, until we deep dive onto the Nostromo, the Sulaco, and throughout the rest of the Weyland-Yutani ships, where can everybody find you online? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kevo Reilly, K-E-V-O-R-E-A-L-L-Y. You can also find me on the Facebook page for this lovely show, Husbands Talking More or Less, at Official HTML. And lastly, you can find all of my super cool, super fun, super inclusive superhero comic work at KidBrideComics.com. Nico, where can the folks find you? You guys can find me all over this network on shows like Now and Again or X's for Podcasts, the former where my childhood best friend and I talk about pop music, the latter where Kevo, our boyfriend Jonah, our best friend Kyle, and more come together to take a look at the rich tapestry that makes up the X-Men's legacy, taking a look currently at the 1980s mutant expansion era. You can also find me on Instagram at NicoAction, that's N-I-C-O-A-C-T-I-O-N, as well as on Facebook making music at facebook.com slash actionduo. Alright guys, until it's time to board that ship and hear that countdown, we'll see ya. And I don't have an exit noise because in space no one can hear you scream.